0: Figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. Today is an exciting day. I'm here with Elizabeth and Phil and Diane. Uh, We are on the third part of the box and specifically we're going to focus today on the side of order. And now, some of you are really excited about this as you're listening, and (laughs) others are like, I hate that word or idea, or what does that even mean? Uh, But this is going to be a fun episode today because I think order is something we've seen in our life um, over and over that is really a helpful tool. And if you haven't heard the other parts of the box, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to the foundation, which is Jesus, uh, one side of the box being discipline. And now we're going to be focusing on order today. So, Uh, Without further ado, I think um, maybe the two to really focus in on this as a natural strength would be uh, (laughs) my wife, Elizabeth, and Diane over here, simply because I think order is something that comes naturally to you. Would that be fair to say to both of you? Yeah,
1: I think it'd be totally fair to say, but I think it's even for me, it's actually more... a genuine need. So I often say that I discovered in adulthood that I have a really messy mind, always going off in all sorts of different directions. So I need my environment to be orderly in order to kind of tame my imagination and my mind and get bring me to a sense of peace and rest. Yeah, And um, it's just how I'm wired up, but I'm finding lots of people, especially creative people, are are wired in that way.
0: Yeah, it's and it's interesting because I think order is actually a, a biblical concept, you know. It I think is. it's easy to forget that that in many ways like the Bible talks about order, things being done well and in, in order regarding yes. to how we uh, set things up even structure-wise in the church and I know mm-hmm. Phil um Phil, we, we at the conference we talk about order and and we and it's found in Ecclesiastes. You want to share that? Yeah, verse sure. With us? Well, I
2: think we we need to realize we're talking about God and Jesus and how He works in the family and how we, you know, parent and love and raise our kids uh, the way God would have it. But when you think about the world that God created, it has incredible order. Mm. I mean, yeah. the sun rises and sets at the perfect time. There's this thing called gravity, so we actually stay where we yes, are. And, and how the the oceans come just. Thus far and no more as it says yeah. in in uh, job you know God says the proud waves shall stop here and the tides come and go and and the stars will hold them and I've heard you know if we were just a little bit closer to the Sun we'd burn up yeah. and if we we're a little bit further away we'd freeze to death and so God is a god of order and and so order is and we're made in his image so order is is part of how we are to live our lives and and some of us you may may crave it more than others but yeah the, the verse that you're alluding to in, in Ecclesiastes 3. Uh the Bible says there is an appointed time for everything. I love that. And there is a time for every event under heaven. And then it goes on to list all the different kinds of events. But at the end it says he, God, has made everything appropriate or beautiful. One translation says he made everything beautiful in its time. And he's also set eternity in our hearts. And I love that because we were created to exist. In in the Lord and close to the Lord, and goes on and say, "Yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. In other words, He's involved in everything, but He's made everything beautiful in its time. And so yeah. that's what we need to do and, is, is as we raise our kids. Yeah, in
0: order, in order is a big part of that. And so when we talk about the box and we specifically hone in today on the side of order. Uh, what do we even mean by that in everyday life? And this this question for you, Diane, like what does it look like in our everyday life? Well,
1: sometimes we call it the discipline of order because it is a discipline in that it trains us and enables us to be fully alive and fully who we are. And another word would be structure. Um, mm-hmm. Another word that people are using today is practices. We have these regular practices in our lives mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. bring us back to each other and to a place. Of rest and peace, um, I think uh, order is about bringing a sense of calm and peacefulness and wholeness. It's the side of the box that I think we didn't know about very much in the 1980s when I was raising my my kids. It was um, we knew a lot about we heard a lot about discipline mm. and loving our kids, and but this whole idea of order was just not a t- a topic of conversation, it particularly in a in an area that I think that the moms and dads of today are exploring in a really great way. Several years ago, Elizabeth started teaching us as a family about nutrition beyond just what we all learned in high school, you know, maybe yeah. took the a college pyramid. course on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but as to actually what helped our bodies function best mm-hmm. and what prevented our, our bodies pre- from... Functioning at their best. I mean, I used to think back in the 80s, I thought I was just doing such a good job of caring for my children's bodies, which order falls, you know, our bodies fall under the... Subject of order, but I thought it was so good because I fixed my kids a hot breakfast. Mm-hmm. I made homemade pancakes mm-hmm. and <laughs> with white flour and all sorts of other gunky stuff. And I did low-fat syrup that wasn't even really syrup; it was really <laughs> high-dose corn syrup. Knows <laughs> it was in there? And I thought I'm giving my kids a nutritious breakfast because I'm not giving them cornflakes with sugar on it. Interesting. Well, yeah. she started introducing all sorts of interesting facts and um, and then the good recipes along with it that pretty much our whole family has now. Well, we've all really embraced this idea that what we put into our bodies affects the way we talk to each other, yeah. the way we feel about things yeah. and respond yes. to things. And a good night's sleep is part of, of order. It's just kind of a big um, basket that we can put a lot of things into that have A lot to do with our physicality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and on that note, thinking of obviously we're talking about this side of the box within the context of parenting and leading our kids and helping our kids. Mm -hmm. uh, How does this? How do we apply this to our kids? And and really, what what does that mean for them? Like if we can really understand this side of the box. What what could the implications be, and and all that?
3: Yeah, you know, and and I think uh, sometimes I work best in in picture in in trying to understand a concept, and I think this concept is pretty broad, and there's a lot of facets to it. Whether that be your physical body, food and sleep, your emotional state, mm-hmm. um, the one-on-one time you're having with your kids, um, that your routine, you know, is it chaotic or is it structured? or, you know how? how much you've been out, how overstimulated they are. It's a a broad, broad topic. Um, But a visual that might be helpful is imagine, you know, we're walking down a road and kind of hovering above us, kind of 30,000 feet view. We have God who's caring for us and he can see a picture that we can't see. And same thing with our children. We see a picture that they can't see in their 3-year-old self, 5-year-old self, 8-year-old oh, self. Good.
1: That's good. They
3: have a a, a a maturity that's not quite there yet, a development that's not there yet mm-hmm. that they can't look at the whole picture. Whereas God can see our past and where we've been, what mm-hmm. he's saved us from, what he's forgiven us from, what he's given us as a gift in our past from family of origin or wherever it might be. He's with us in the present. That's where we experience him. He's Emmanuel, God with us in every moment of the right now today. And he's fully taking care of the future. He knows what lies ahead, what decisions yeah. we're gonna make, what failures are gonna come. He's already right there in our future. And when we trust him, we're entrusting all of that to him. We're, we can see the right now, but really we're trusting that he's forgiven the past and we're really trusting that he knows the future.
1: Mm. And
3: so it's kind of that same thing. When you think of order, you're taking a minute to kind of come up above the clouds from the like overwhelmed everyday moments of parenting and say and and sometimes a good a trigger to know oh i need to kind of take the the aerial view is maybe when your son or daughter is really struggling whether it's attitude or a meltdown or lots of temper tantrums kind of take your head above the clouds and say okay well what did we do a couple days ago what have the yeah. last couple days been yes. have we been out constantly and this particularly this particular child is maybe really introverted and or very easily stimulated and too many days in a row of go, 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 and they're going to crash. And then asking yourself, okay, well, what what if that's been the case, what do they need today Mm
1: -hmm. in order to
3: help them kind of recover from that and be able to thrive? Do they need a slower-paced day? Do they they need a day of rest? Do they need some one-on-one time? Do they need just some time alone? I know our oldest, Mm -hmm. that's like key for him. Um, And then looking at at what's coming down the pipe, what's the next couple of days? And you can't control – a busy schedule or busy season especially in our our day and age our culture right now nobody is going to slow your kids down for you yeah. or your life down for you uh-huh. that's just never if you i the find myself busier, waiting yeah. for that to happen it's not going to happen you have to put the that order that discipline yeah. of order mm-hmm. on your yeah. own life and not to be afraid of that or be afraid of, of busy seasons or busy times or afraid of the meltdowns that will come with that. But just being aware that, oh, mm-hmm. that's why. Maybe maybe yeah. my son or daughter needs a couple days where there's a little less sugar and a little less TV mm-hmm. and we're going to get back to kind of the more normal attitudes that is mm-hmm. characteristic of this child. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of taking that like aerial view and looking at the past the present and what's coming down in the next couple yeah, days yeah
0: i like how you were talking about their them not being able to see or be at the maturity level yeah. to mm-hmm. actually see that and we okay. have to be that for them and teach that to and them as that. they get yeah. older
3: to say you know what you are feeling really emotional and overwhelmed right now you you're honestly really tired and, <laughs> and i think you need some time is, alone i'm not tired i'm not tired, I'm not tired. always <laughs> i don't want to be alone you know why don't you go take 10 minutes playing legos and yeah. that can be super rejuvenating for yes. some children and some children. So I'm thinking of our our oldest who is a total homebody, would prefer to pretty much never leave the house and just loves to be alone and all of that. And then our second, Scarlet, is the exact opposite of that. She would love to be on the go all the time. And sometimes that's really good for her. She needs variety and fun. But she oftentimes needs to be intentionally slowed down a little bit because certain behaviors will start to emerge, even though she wants to be on the go, it's not always the best thing for her.
0: Yeah. So, what would you know that with that idea in in place? You know, the, the aerial view, that idea of being in that space where we're looking ahead for them. What are some of the things um, that that you, Elizabeth, do currently, Diane, that you did in this space to kind of help your kids thrive? Because when we're thinking about this this side of the box this is a real gift to our kids although they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily feel like it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and before you answer that question you know you said the word elizabeth you said busy um and Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of families um, are busy. And I think in our day and age, there's just so many things to take our attention and feel almost the pressure to sign our kids up for every sport. And they have to be in this and that. And and I think there is a lot of, um, even pressure from culture to like, Oh, we have to make sure we have this go. And one thing that I've been just reminded in our feeling a little bit more, um, Peace in recently is just that, that reminder that we're all busy. Everybody is busy. And if you're alive right now, you're busy. I yeah. mean, like, it's just, it's just how life is. But there's a difference between hurry and busy yeah. and having a hurried soul and just remembering, like, having those moments to slow down, even as a family, and just go, you know what, we're not going to just be hurried and distracted. We're going to have a full schedule, but we're actually going to be present with one another. And even though our schedule is full, we're going to make sure that we have time for each other and families. And this mm-hmm. gift of really does help with that. So, So kind of give us some insights of what does that look like just in our home? You know, I think, Elizabeth, you're way stronger at this than I am naturally. I follow your lead in this for sure. But how does this look like what does this look like for you and Diane? What does this look like? What did this look like for you?
3: Yeah, you know, I I realized um, not long ago. I feel like with each child that we've added, um, life just gets more full and more busy, and um, there's just a lot going on. And we're kind of in two different stages. We have two younger children, um, one and three, and then two older, seven and almost ten. So um, I was feeling like things felt chaotic, and there wasn't time to to figure out what day to do what. So I just started, I'm a list maker. So every Sunday afternoon, usually um, I try to sit down and I just write out, I I feel like I have to see it. I can't really do it on my phone. I have to actually write it, write out um, my week and just write out each day. And what, um, look at my calendar, see what is happening that week. What appointments we have are, Um, Three-year-old is in quite a bit of occupational therapy and physical therapy, so um, our schedule is just full with that. There are days where I absolutely have to go somewhere and things like that. So just write out what we have coming down the pipe that week, what nights we're going to be out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, kind of do a little bit of meal planning. What, what meals am I going to make? Just looking at the days, what days do I have a little bit extra time to make maybe a little bit better of a meal? Mm -hmm. What days does it need to be leftovers and real quick and kind of plan out my, okay, what day do I have time to go grocery shopping with maybe not all four of the kids? Maybe do it while (laughs) the two older (laughs) are in school and do it with the two younger things like that. Just like setting myself up instead of just launching into the week and just reacting to everything that's happening, knowing each day has a rough plan and rhythm. And I say rough because we have four kids and things. there has to be room for life. And so I can't plan out every single day. But just having an idea going into the week, what the week's gonna look like, and it's a good moment to take a minute and say, whoa, is this week way too full? Have I tried to pack way too many things in where there's gonna be no room if the kids need a slow afternoon? So just kind of, again, that kind of aerial view, looking at that for everybody. And then our week to week and our day to day, as far as the kids getting up for school and going to school, that rhythm is pretty predictable. Our morning routine is pretty much always the same. Mm-hmm. The kids get up, they read their Bibles, they eat, they immediately get ready to ready for school. And we try to have them ready early so that they have a moment to kind of just play and be creative, yeah. whatever it is they want to do, instead of just having to rush out the door. Um, yeah. Neither of the two older's do very well with with having to hurry and be rushed and that pressure. Yeah. Um, and they're about to go to school where a whole day of being told exactly okay. what to do, when to do it, and kind of feeling that pressure. Yeah. So trying to allow, if possible, just that little bit of extra time in the morning so they can take a breath before they have to rush out the door. Mm. Um, and then another thing that has just been helpful that I don't always succeed at is trying to order my time while they are at school. And it's not always possible to be getting certain things done while they're at school. So I'm ready for them when they get home mm. because mm. there is a, a bit of an emotional crash when they get home from school. Yeah. And that's
0: a good way. To, that's our, a nice way yeah, to put it. Yeah. It's a nice <laughs> way to put it.
3: That's our hardest time of day. Yeah. Um, Where. You know, I'm tired, I'm needing to kind of get to the last phase of the day to make dinner, um, and they need a lot of parenting when they get home from school. They're exhausted from um, listening and being so good at school all day, and they just both kind of let down and implode at the same time. And our oldest needs time alone, but I kind of have to like force him into having some time alone. That That really fills him up. So just always knowing that, knowing, okay, he needs – he can't just constantly go to the next thing and then our second daughter Scarlett she needs to just talk she needs to yeah. tell me about her day she needs me to be in the same room with her she needs me to be present with her yeah. and i am not perfect at this this is i i do not do well at that time of day yeah. but i'm learning that i need to have certain rhythms that happen it helps if i have a snack ready for them when they get home from school rather than them trying to find something and it turns into an argument over them wanting the cookies over other things. <laughs>
0: but and one of the things you're kind of pointing out is, yeah, what I hear you saying, which I think maybe might be an encouragement. It doesn't matter if you're naturally, um, you know, drawn to order or good at order. I think what you're talking about, which is helpful, is setting yourself up for success. No matter yeah. what your personality type is, you're, you and your kids, yep. you know, knowing like. These are the times of day when I just see a, a consistent pattern where mm-hmm. they're just not thriving. Like this is yeah. not their time of day where they're just at their best. And so kind of uh, accounting for that. And I think when when I think of order, I think of it as the gift of order. I think yeah. order is a gift we give our kids. Um, and it's a it's a gift that we have to grow in ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also a gift. And, and for me, it doesn't come as naturally, but I've learned over time that it's, it is really helpful. Uh, but we have to learn order ourselves to give that to our kids. So that's that's a good, that's a really helpful, um, some helpful insight.
3: Yeah. And I think our kids, when there's, when there's somewhat of a rhythm that they can count on. And by rhythm, I don't say set routine that never changes because that's just not reality. That's not even healthy. Like that we have to have room for life and fun and people. Like it's really important to us to make room for the interruption of relationship because that's really important. But. They've kids have all of us, but kids especially have so much find so much security when there's a rhythm that they at least have somewhat of an Mm -hmm. idea of what to expect. Mm -hmm. And so that can be as practical as I mean, we just kind of naturally do this in our house because one of our kids is always asking the first question she asks when she wakes up in the morning is what are we doing today? So they know in the morning what the plan is for the day. And maybe for the next day too, but they know roughly. Okay, you're going to get home from school, and you're going to be home for an hour, and then we have to go to this thing, or we're having somebody over for dinner, and so they just roughly know That's what to expect. Yeah. And our our daughter Scarlett, for a time, and I would say it's not even as much of a struggle now, but for for several years, was really struggling with anxiety, and fear, and um, it's kind of first started over sleep when she was younger. She didn't want to go to sleep if we weren't in the room um and it was it was a long it felt like a long season of struggling with trying to get her to not be afraid at sleep and then and then when she started going to school going to school every morning would cause a lot of tears cuz just the thought of being away from us and just a lot of just general anxiety and for her I've watched her as she's matured and gotten older she's starting to talk through the plan and that calms and her that down that calms
0: her down yeah. yeah
3: so she she spent the night at a friend's house the other night and A couple years ago, that would have been – I would have always gotten a call of her – even a year ago of her crying, missing me at bedtime, feeling really nervous. And she really wanted – she's also very determined. She really wanted to spend the night at her friend's house. So, And she realized, oh, I'm going to have to go to sleep. And I watched her. She's talking to me saying, well, how about I bring the iPad? And I listen to Adventures in Odyssey, which is this old school show. Don't It's actually they, very nice for yeah, the kids they But fall my kids to love it they like and it. they fall asleep listening to it. And so she she felt, oh, I'll feel secure if I have my normal routine. routine I can yes. just listen to Adventures in Odyssey and yeah. I'll be totally fine.
0: And if and if you don't believe, like it's kind of funny, but if you don't believe that kids Uh, don't thrive off of predictability. That's why they want the song over and over and over again. That's why they want the same movie. Like we're like, why are, why are we watching the same movie again? Aren't we bored of this? (laughs) But it's the predictability to kids that brings comfort. And uh, I mean, if you're a parent, you know, like play it again, daddy, do that again. Like it's over and over and over. And it's that predictability that kids really thrive on. And so, you know, that's, that's in our life. But Diane, I'd be curious as, as you were raising, your four kids, and Elizabeth being one of them, what, what did that look like for you? Give us some like kind of wisdom and insight of what order looked like in your life when you were raising yours.
1: Well, just like with you, our kids are all so completely different. We have two sons and two daughters, so bookend boys. So our, our first son was just high energy from the get-go, needed to touch everything and explore the world around him in a, at a very fast pace. But he's also a, an introvert. Mm. So with him, I discovered, especially when people back in back in the day, they used to say, "Oh, he's he's hyper." Yeah, and it just felt a little bit off to me, like he's hyper, like this is something wrong with him because he has twice the energy uh, that I would have, and a desire and a curiosity. So I really did not want him to have a hyperactive disorder kind of a diagnosis I just yeah. instinctively felt like this is the way God wired him and there's a good reason for it we just uh, it's just not fitting very well in a three-year-old body <laughs> but, you, but isn't yeah. it cool
0: to see you know 33 years yes. later to see that that energy is yes. put towards the kingdom yes. and in writing and in podcasts and in teaching like he's like and God's his, used that hyperactivity his capacity
1: to achieve is, is remarkable it's incredible. yes but it's three years old that's Painful. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't want to do the standard thing. Back in the day, it was you put him on a particular drug that was really just to calm him down. Yeah. And so instead, um, we'd do a couple things. One was his room had to be completely picked up at nap time, or he wouldn't be able to power down for a nap. So every toy had to be put very neatly away and put in the closet. The closet doors closed. And I had a trick, right? Put his blankie over him and, and tell him to try not to mess up his blankies. So <laughs> Basically, so he'd hold still because he loved this particular quilt and the way it looked all laid out, kind of had a picture on it. So he, the competition was to hold still and his, and that his body would do the rest. You know, he'd he put oh. him down and he'd be a, a two-hour nap. He needed that to nap. That was
0: amazing. Um,
1: and the other thing that was really important, I think is important for a lot of our children, is that they're so far removed from creation. We don't understand how much kids need to connect with outdoors. Mm. Yes, They need to be outside and breathe the air. We had a doctor who said, if it's raining, put a raincoat on them and put their boots on and and they need to play outside. For our firstborn especially, it was just essential that he be outside. And he's still that way today. He he has a need to be outdoors to calm Mm -hmm. that um, hurried sense. And so now we would call this minimalism. Mm. And that's why we're drawn to minimalism, is because our world is so messy and going at such a fast pace. And my son needed me to enact some of this minimalism in his life very early. Mm. Whereas I don't think it was as important for either of my daughters, really. They were just a little bit more easygoing. And then Matthew came twelve years after John Mark, so it was pretty big wow, span. Yeah. yeah, completely different personality, extrovert to the core, mm-hmm. looking always looking for something fun and yeah. people. Just such a people-oriented yeah. little guy. His first question every morning was not "What are we doing today?" <laughs> it was, you know, he had these three older siblings. Where is every wh- what's where is everybody today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's everybody doing? Wh- and his whole world evolved around connecting with the people in his family. So he needed to know when John Mark was coming home from high school and job or whatever, when Rebecca and Elizabeth would be there, what was going on with the people in his yeah, life. Yeah, and that and brought him rest. That brought him a sense of total mm-hmm. rest that it's okay for me to be alone right now because I'm going to have. All my people back at a certain. He
2: grew up with five people saying, yes. "Matthew, yes. we love you." Yes. Yeah.
1: So I think it's different for different kids. It's okay. Yeah. There's the order of a schedule. There's the order of just keeping your home somewhat uh, predictable, not not rigidly neat, but you know where things are, and it's not a chaotic mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even keeping the TV off and some of the. Yeah. Some of the sensory things that we're bombarded with, just yeah. I want to create a, an oasis of my home that the world's loud and noisy and sometimes rude and fast and hurried. Mm-hmm. But home, they would for them to be able to walk in the door and just breathe a sense of relief. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Now I know this is the world that I have some control over.
2: Mm-hmm. All I'd add is some kids need help with order more than others right yes some kids will just put themselves to bed at nine o'clock and get ready for school in the morning yeah Uh, but matthew whom i love to pieces he would stay up half the night if we let him as he got a little bit older so we had to help him
1: he's the only one we ever had to in high school impose a bedtime but as a little one i had to recognize i'd put my older three to bed fairly early like most people with little little kids do yeah But for Matthew, that meant separation from his family because all the older siblings were uh, awake and talking and doing stuff. And so I had to change it. So order Mm -hmm, changes according to your circumstances. And I think
0: a book that's been um, interesting, you know, you talked about TV. There's a book called The TechWise Family. And I think what I like about that book is talks about in our culture and time, everyone's kind of really asking the big question like, well, how does technology play into order? What's the order around technology? Because it plays such a massive role in our life now. Yeah. And there's a lot of good resources, but I think that's one that's good because it's not just about the do's and don'ts of technology and getting rid of a TV or or burning the phone or whatever. Um, yeah. It actually just talks about the vision that you can have uh, with your family of having a family that thrives and, and the mm-hmm. order that comes. And how do, how do you actually have media and specifically... Uh, the digital age um in involved in the order that you guys that we're all actually living in so um I think it's really important that we think that think through that you know one of the things you said, Diane about nature and how that calms okay. our kids. I remember mm-hmm. when our our uh, third little girl birdie was going through some of her um anxiety and treatment stuff of when she was maybe six months old, maybe a year um she was particularly in a an interesting spot where she was having seizures often. And, um, one of the things that doctors would say to calm her down is even as a, we had to hold her, but they would say, just step outside, like just, just literally just step outside. Her mind Mm. will know what to do. And I just remember that. Like, I remember countless times when she was just either starting to have some seizures or had some, and she was just not able to like, you know, she's kind of having a meltdown and Inside of the house was just nothing was working. You'd hold her, you'd try to feed her, and you would step outside and just this soothing it took about you know thirty seconds, but yeah. this soothingness well, the came same about. they told
3: us the same she has sensory processing disorder as well, and her occupational therapist said we were talking about a particular time every time we'd go to um, our community group. Um, which yeah. is a wonderful group of people. She loved to be there. There were people she knew and it was predictable every single week. Routine is like absolutely essential for her. But we would see her begin to escalate and go from like just normal happy child to like ecstatic about everything and overly excited and overly talkative. And then she would always crash. And so her therapist said when you see her start to escalate and it, now looking back and oh, she was helping us with order. You see her start to escalate. Take her outside before she crashes. Take her yeah. outside have her touch a flower, smell a flower, see if you can kind of bring her back down to a, a normal happy level, and maybe you'll avoid the meltdown. Yeah. And it was hugely and, helpful And I think for some her.
0: parents even that are listening to this are thinking like, I need to k- put my kids on medication. And I'd say before you go that route, go on a walk, like take <laughs> yes. a second to go on. To, yeah. I, I know it's a mood changer in our home oftentimes mm-hmm. uh, on Sabbath mm-hmm. when uh, you know everyone's been inside, especially if the weather's not so great, been inside for a while we're often like yep yeah, time to go time on a walk on and a it's walk. amazing like it's you have to wrestle them out yeah, the door sometimes yeah half the time they will
3: argue like crazy i don't <laughs> yeah. want to go outside but the minute we get outside yeah they come alive they're all exchange. of a
0: sudden they're they're on some adventure and i think that's been really helpful um in our in our time like we've we've just seen that be a real gift how god's kind of used nature to just hardwire order into us
3: yeah and i will say with back to the whole, there's a season for everything. I think the stages of your kids are kind of the tone setter for what order looks like. And thinking to when you have babies and, you know, a one-year-old, an 18-month-old, but especially when you have a baby, naturally, the rhythm of your life has to slow way, 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 way down. Just when you have a newborn, just recovery alone and And figuring out how to feed them and how often and being sleep deprived, (laughs) like there's a natural rhythm that we are supposed to have in that season of life, especially the younger years where we slow way down, Mm. where we say no to a lot in, in a healthy way in order to be healthy and for that child to be able to grow. And that is so culture will not slow down for you to have a baby. No. like we are expected you have the baby 10 days later you look like you've never had a baby and like you're still 23 and you still are supposed <laughs> to go out and do all of the things but that you did before well that's not true <laughs> but i think there's we have to say no wait i'm going to allow mm. the needs of my family the needs of my baby the needs of my own, own body. body yeah to slow down. And I have to put those restraints on myself because no one's going to do it for me. Yeah. And it is only a season. And so I think, you know, I think it can seem daunting when you've got little, little ones at home and it feels like all you have is order. All you have is structure. There's so much routine and that can seem frustrating, but having, uh, and I kind of have a foot, we have a foot in both worlds. We have two younger and two a little bit older. And now having the perspective, we're in we're in the kind of at home a lot, lots of routine structure with the two younger. It really is a short season, where that type of order is is maybe not as much fun, but it really does change. And so I think there's there's a time to look at what are the needs of your kids right now, and decide what order looks like in your home.
0: Yeah. Any. This has been a great conversation mm-hmm. around this topic of order, and I think a real. Um, I think insightful and helpful, but any final remarks on this particular side of the box order before we close out today?
2: I have a couple of final remarks. Yes. Just, uh, I was thinking as you were talking about Birdie and how her getting outside um, that year and a half when you lived across the street from us, yes. which we treasured, which you still did. So I great. remember how often Diana and I do a, a walk. We'd be walking our dog Jackson, but we'd come over to your house and say, yep can we take birdie? Yes, and yes. as, as her pops, I just love taking her on walks because, you know, she get a little bag of her crackers and her little, and she won't say anything. She just, but she's just quiet enjoying and just in it. tune, enjoying it. You know, of course I pop a wheelie occasionally. On the thing <laughs> right. on the, um, the only other thought I had is, and, and maybe just a quick word about, uh, how do you handle this area of order, uh, with, if the husband and wife are not Yes. on the same page, you yes. know? Like, yeah. like I'm thinking of ourselves where Diane is naturally this way and especially all the years that I did a lot of traveling, I'd come home and I'd upset the whole thing order. of order, like yeah. let's stay up late and yeah. watch a movie, yeah. you know? But I think so you, need, you have to talk about it, right? You
3: need, and you need both. Like you I, it, without Brooke, Our home would be so overly ordered that we would (laughs) never have fun because you can't have fun until everything's done and we have kids, nothing is ever done. (laughs) So I need him to upset the order just like he needs me to help bring order so that everything runs smoothly. And so you have to talk about it and you have to recognize those interruptions for order as being a really good thing and those implements of order from whoever is gifted at that are a good thing. And you need all of it. So I'm so excited that we're going to talk about fun and affirmation and all of that next because yes. you need, you have to have all of it. Because because God has all of it. Yes. He's, he's all of those
1: things.
2: You're made yeah. in the image of your mother. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Remember that's that one true. time we were gone on that trip in Estonia and you oh, said, yes. What did you say?
1: I had like a couple of weeks alone and I felt like, Oh my gosh, I got really weird, <laughs> like really strange. <laughs> you I had, having the house perfect for two weeks, yep. I, I got like, it didn't make me feel at rest. I went overboard so i'm just totally agreeing with yeah. you i think yeah. we need somebody to come in and mess up our plans sometimes but we're really talking about respecting each other yeah, yeah. seeing each other's differences as a gift and really listening to each other in the yeah, whole we're better together yeah we're better together yes and then one more thought was in this um culture that is beginning to revalue silence and solitude If you haven't raised your children with, it's okay sometimes not to be busy and not to be engaged in something exciting, Mm -hmm. to be bored even just for just a little bit of time. You are beginning to condition them to someday be able to enter into the spiritual practices of silence and solitude and be okay with that. Not be afraid of the silence, not be afraid of of the solitude.
0: And if you kind of, tease this out for the next, you know, you, you guys had John Mark when, uh, he's now thirty thirty eight. 38. 38, he's 38 now. You know, it's what's so funny is he's, he just wrote a book. It's going to be releasing soon. We'll tell you when it's it gonna is, be the best but it's about, ever. it's, it's literally about eliminating hurry from your life. And there's no doubt in my mind that started when he was laying in his bed during nap time and his mom puts his blanket over him and says, listen, the goal is to not move. You know, you you kind of, if you're here, if you're hearing this and you're like, how does this play out? Does this even work? Uh, I think you can see, you can begin to see the fruit and the gift that it becomes. And even John Mark taking that on to say like, actually, this is something I've learned. Not only was a foundation for me, but then I took it to the next level and had to grow and realize like, I was just hurried all the time. And, and, so anyway, we'll, we'll, tell you more about that, but that's going to be a great gift just to anybody mm-hmm. who reads it. But Definitely. I think that that stems from what's what we're talking about, the, yeah. the box, the side of order. So thank you guys for listening today. And this has been part three of the box specifically order. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this was helpful to you, we always encourage you to share it with someone. You can always follow us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents or on our website, intentionalparents.org. And also, if you enjoyed today's episode or it spoke to you in any specific way, would you do us a favor and please leave a review on iTunes? This helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families. Thank you for listening.